Hi, everyone. Before we get into it, we just wanted to give a little disclaimer. This episode contains sexually explicit content. And if you're our parents or in-laws, just turn it off. Uh, You've been warned. Hello, and welcome back to the second episode of... It's probably fine. It is probably fine. It's probably fine. Here with me, self, Brooke, (laughs) (laughs) and my soup snake, Rachel. Hi. (laughs) You're having a wonderful uh, whatever the fuck time of day it is. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's Thursday night for us. Um, and Butt Boy's here. And Butt Boy's here. He's doing some editing. He's typing. He's pretending he's like he's doing something. super important. The ponytail is luscious. Oh my gosh, it's so luscious. I am jealous. You know, it, you, she's cute. She, she, she cute. She cute. It's a cute bun. You guys are in for a real treat today. It's a very special episode to Rachel and I because we actually don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about and tonight. And we're just going to... Riff for a little bit and uh, settle where we settle. And I already know what you're thinking. I know that you're thinking. You're asking yourself, why would they? Why would they do a podcast? Well, let me tell you. In the words, in the famous words <laughs> of Hillary Duff, <laughs> why not, baby? <laughs> <laughs> if you lose the moment, you might lose a lot. <laughs> so why not? There it is. <laughs> This episode brought to you by Hillary Duff's Metamorphosis album. <laughs> we started off real strong last week, didn't we, Rachie? Oh my god, yeah. We had our shit together and everything. And then we both came in tonight and we were like, what we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we, I was like, values, right? And you're like, oh, I thought we were talking about, say it. What? What what individuation? Had, thank you. I couldn't even the importance put it of individuation, especially in the teenage years. Brooke dropped that on me today at like eleven a.m. and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, uh, I don't have time to Google that." <laughs> like, yeah, I could tell you weren't super into it. I was fresh <laughs> off of a therapy session, and I was like, "Who am I as a person?" And then Brooke's like, "Individuation." I was like. <laughs> Not the time. Parenting as a role versus a function. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm fucking my kids up. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Thanks. No, we're not going to do that to you guys today. We no. we talked about we talking about values. And it just, I don't know if it's funny enough. I think it'll be good, but I don't think we've, I don't think we've you lured to like you us in. First. I know. Yes. I was like, we haven't quite lured them. Like they're, they're, they might be looking at the candy. They've noticed the van. Yes. <laughs> but they haven't started to walk towards it. It's also like you contain the crazy before the boyfriend finds out who you truly are. Right. And then and he's then too hooked. complacent to be able to yes. leave. So we need like three or four solid, uh, podcast in solid episodes yes. and then we're like <laughs> they ours absolutely and now we can talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about you know we're always on the same page and i really yeah. appreciate that it's great 
this why epi- we're doing this. <laughs> this episode also brought to you by Watermelon Margaritas. Yes. So that's what we have chosen to be sipping on They're tonight. very refreshing. It is very hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is August, end of August, and it is hot as fuck right now. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you say that when you did try to cook Derek and I from the inside out until he turned the air down earlier. The heating and cooling bills <laughs> are just dangerously high. Just, just, I'm, I'm gonna have to start selling eggs. <laughs> you cool with that, D? I totally. This is something that our viewers could probably relate to. Why? God damn! It goes from so manageable, and you're like, you know what? I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. This is really great. I love getting Amarin down to like sixty bucks, and then it's like you turn around and well, bam, three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, ours was three fifteen this month. I'm not even even that comfortable. Fucking bad. No, no, and that's the thing. I still sweat at night. I was like, hey, Derek. This has got to change. What are we doing? This house, should we burn it down? <laughs> just just rake in the uh, insurance money? I don't know what we're doing wrong. Cut that out in case, the, in case we actually want to do that. Burn the house down, yeah. <laughs> Cut it, Derek. Cut. Derek. Cut. Fix it. Uh, but no, I'm just sitting here going like, should I seal off my top floor? Like... I don't fucking know what to do, man. My armpit smell. It's okay. <laughs> I have deodorant uh, somewhere because Derek told me last week that my armpit smells <laughs> and I don't forget anything like that like a goddamn elephant. Because <laughs> it hurts my feelings every time. Every time. I don't care how nicely you say it. I know I've probably smelled bad before, but Nick has never told me that I smell bad. Really? Which I think is worse. Most of the time I tell Derek flat out and I'm mean about it. <laughs> Especially if I'm pregnant, I'm just like, get the fuck away from me. I can smell you. It's not even bad. I can just smell your body. Do you want to know what I have stumbled across in the TikTok community? Yeah. It was, this is where it started. So I, I think that my, my for you page is fucked up because I will find one weird TikTok where I'm like, "Mm, I'm in. And now I have to look at your entire history. I have to, like Brooke, I sent you the one about the baby mama when she was 14 Mm -hmm. and she had two kids. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I got, I spent at least 45 minutes. There were at least 30 videos. That's 30 minutes. No. And I was was, like, I can't do this, Rachel. I got like halfway through. The thing is, I was so invested. And then afterwards I was like. I just got dumber. Like, I have this in my brain now, and it pushed out something good. What's also fucked up is that you wouldn't tell me what happened at the end because you wanted to make me watch it. Yeah. It was it was pure torture. Yeah. I had gotten through half, and I was like, just tell me, like, are the other kids from the same guy? Because he was kind of, like, a pedophile. And you were like, I just really need you to watch it. I'm like, fuck, I can't do this. <laughs> and I was like, well, then you'll never know. <laughs> But, uh, no, I weirdly came across this, I don't even know which one of her TikToks reeled me in. I couldn't tell you, but it was nothing sexual. Okay. Now I feel like it's definitely sexual. Uh Uh-oh. And and there's your trigger word. Because, so I started on her thing. Uh, It was about a polyamorous relationship, so I guess it was kind of sexual. And I was like, that is an interesting lifestyle. I want to see 
what, how that pans out for them or like totally. how, like how it works and who has different roles. Cause I think that's so interesting and I like to learn more about it. And then I realized that there's, <laughs> there's a whole section of TikTok called kink top. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's like fetishes. Yeah. And and you even if you know you're alone in the room and one of those comes up, you're like you're like, hey, like you're like, uh oh, yeah, you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm hiding my phone. Yeah. And I was like, so I started hashtag kink talk kink talk. So this um, this person, I mean, I was probably on there for an hour and a half. (laughs) And it just sucks my soul. That's why I stay up till like two in the morning. Oh my god! Stay up till two in the morning last night. I know you texted me at nine fifteen, and I was I saw it this morning, and I was up till two thirty. And when I went to go text you today, I was like, I didn't text her back because I was watching TikToks for four hours. Yes, and that's I was what like, I did. Ooh, I did it until ouchy. probably I would say one fifteen. <laughs> Let's not get ridiculous, uh, but it yeah no it felt like that. And Derek was encroaching hard into my space. On the goddamn bed with your CPAP <laughs> face. Oh, shit. But it's, it's like your soon. foot and your leg would come towards me. Oh. And I was about to sever them off, Derek. <laughs> but uh, no, so this was not last night. I have been following this person. And then, so she is a submissive. Okay. The person that started this was. Is, I've only ever seen dominant people. Yes. So, so I've never this seen is a from submissive. a submissive. Okay, tell me. About and so it. she was like talking about the like kink community and they hit what I appreciate so much is they hit on consent. Yeah. And they're really good and about And like that. they're I think they call it pl- uh playing um scenes. That's what they call it. Okay. They're like we if whenever we seen this is what you need to to do like some people need no aftercare and want you to leave them the fuck alone some people need like days of aftercare mm. where you need to check in see how they're doing if it's a like really the intense scene to yes check in with them okay. yeah like the dominant mm-hmm. or whatever partners were involved and um but this one this woman her and her dominant which she calls sir mm-hmm. and that's what he goes by for all of his submissives um Live together. They just had a baby. I think the baby was like eight or nine months old. She has like two kids by her ex-husband who also lives with them. Oh. But I don't think they're in like a like a sexual relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he just kind of like lives together with them, with the kids, totally open to all of this. Interesting. And then she has a bunch, or sorry, he has a bunch of submissives they're called service submissives have you heard of this Mm -mm. so there's um all different kinds i don't even understand all of this like i don't but i just know from this one person so they there's like submissives that are like sexual and some of the service submissives are also sexual submissives but the service ones so he'll have girlfriends come over and just do the laundry like that's what they do every week they come over they do laundry and i was like yes that so or they'll come over or they'll come over and then they will cook dinner do they get paid Uh uh-uh it's a it's a submissive thing i'm picking up what you're putting some of them some of them were sexual and then turned into service um but then but some of her rules the the main submissive the main the one that she so he's she's the only one that he lives with and has like a 
I guess they have an open relationship, so I yeah. don't really know what you call like, it. But she's like, she's kind of like a primary, the, the, the top submissive, yeah. I guess. I don't even know if that's what like it in is. In the poly community, in my head. they're yes. called, I think, the primary. Yeah. Yes. And so, and they have a kid together, and so they're raising their son together. And, um, but she was talking about, um, some of her rules and she's like, this is not everyone's rule. You have to decide these together, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 whatever. And she, it was just little stuff that normal people would not pick up on. Um, if they didn't know about it, like she cannot eat until he takes a bite of his food first. It's that kind of stuff. I know. I know. I just rolled my eyes. I didn't mean to. It was, it was involuntary. I know. And I think that, and she's just like, oh my God, so she'll get a lot of hate comments like, how could you raise your kids around that, thinking that women are submissive to men, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, these are things that our kids won't pick up on, and this is what we're comfortable doing. Okay. And she's like, this is not something that we tell them that we're doing. We do not bring up any part of this lifestyle with our children or do any of it or talk about any of it around our children. This is all when we're having adult time. Got it. Like, And she has to like have permission to drink and all these things. Like like to drink alcohol, like to get drunk. She has to have permission for that. She but has that's, to have, but it's not like they're having dinner with their kids and they're doing it secretly. No, they are. Oh, so she waits until he takes his first bite before she can start eating. And, but he doesn't like, like try to like dangle it in front of her or anything like that. He, she just, it's just something that she's cautious of. And that's just part of her kink though. Like that's part of her thing is so that she, she wants okay. to do that. Okay. Okay. He's into it and she's into it. Yeah, but he does. It's not like a control thing. Like he does. He, I think she's more. She gets more out of it than he does for that. Like hmm. it's just more of like a. It's a dominant submissive thing where they have all these guidelines figured out, and so then he started the TikTok. So the sir Ooh. started a TikTok, and he is in some weird shit. <laughs> He's into fire play, like burning? fire. Fire like flames, like you burn your skin. And he does this thing where he puts fire underneath like a glass cup near your skin. And I guess he puts the fire in the cup and so it sucks your skin into it. It's like cupping. It's like cupping, but with fire. And so he does cupping and then you're all bruised all over the place. It's, it's insane. Yikes. Yeah. He's like, and he, but he like teaches classes about fire play. Like he, he teaches class. Like he's, he's like, this is really important. Like they are very, they're very knowledgeable in their, um, kink, kink mm-hmm. in their, in what they're into and what their community is and. You know, they go to conventions and they, Mm -hmm. he teaches classes throughout the world and he's been doing a lot of Zoom stuff and he's been doing a lot of like Zoom tutorials on fire stuff. Interesting. On, or like live tutorials on TikTok. And I was like, good for fucking you. Right. But they're always just like consent, 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 consent. Consent is huge in the BDSM community. Oh my God. It's, it's, it's awesome though. And Mm -hmm. it's like, you have to like... It might feel non-consensual when you're doing it, but you have to consent to it beforehand. Mm -hmm. And, like, all those things. Like, you have to talk about this. And, like, people from, like, what they call as the vanilla community, which is just, like, 
that us? Yes. Are we vanilla? <laughs> yes, we're vanilla. We're pretty vanilla. Fuck! I don't want that. The weirdest stuff that I'm we get. I'm gonna go in- light Nick on fire. <laughs> the weirdest stuff that we get into is like tiny butt pl- butt plugs <laughs> that we bought when we were like, super drunk. Right, one time, and it was really I was not into it. I really like the. Butt I know. Plugs. I remember. Mm, I was no. I like really like. I was really disappointed. I couldn't get it to stay in my butthole. You have a really weird one. I butthole. <laughs> A butt plug. Uh, you have that purple one that vibrates? No, it was that just... That purple... It, it was pink, first of all. It didn't vibrate, but yeah. That pink, and then there's it a hoop the, at the end? Yeah. Mine was like the... Um, Here's, you could stick on the window. If you were, <laughs> Just back it on up. <laughs> Mine is like the... Uh, yes, please tell it's me. A, it's tell a little the... bulb, and then it has a shaft, and then a, a stopper. Tell Derek, me... How would you describe it? Derek's crying. It's also it's also from the, the Pure Romance Fifty Shades of Grey collection. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone was wondering. Oh my god! All of our kink, all of our kink talk community that follows us is shitting their, their pants right now, laughing at you. And I just remember coming home and I was like, "Hey, Derek, I bought something. <laughs> Most of it's body sprays, but I got a butt plug." <laughs> Our King and, Talk members and I was just like, spit out their ball and gag. You cool with that or do you hate it? I was drunk. <laughs> and he was like, I mean, we can try it. And then we tried it out and I was like, no, we're both cool with it. Like it worked. It worked great. And I really so liked it, it. You put it in and it just stayed. Yeah. I can show it to you later. <laughs> I actually can't find it. Probably in your underwear drawer. All right. I think that's enough about the butt plugs. I'll follow up with some some critical thinking questions that I have I'm, for you later. Also, I'm ready for another pure romance po- party. Really? Yeah, I would love someone to pick it up. I don't want to do it. I will absolutely not do it. I can text Lindsay and see if she's still doing it. Yeah, that was like four years ago. (laughs) When when did we do the... That was at least three. It was a long time ago. Three, four years ago. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was so much fucking fun, but mostly it's because I was getting drunk with my friends and then playing with a sex swing. Yeah, (laughs) that was really... And Nick and I still have not used it one time. It just seems so labor intensive. <laughs> you have to like really plan out your night. Right. Or it needs to be hung up somewhere consistently because like don't think no. that I'm about to do to some like, DIY huh. project before we get it on because I'm no. not doing that. No. But like what door do we have that we could just keep it on in our house? Would that be your closet door? It's like a wafer. No, I know. And that's the thing. Ours are the same fucking doors, the yeah. hollow shit, where you know that you would take it down. It's a piece you of driftwood. Take it down to pound town. No. <laughs> fuck no. I, no you'd I'll have to buy Nick. I you'd know. have to put it on like the front goddamn door. Do it in the basement or something like that. That's You couldn't do it in the basement. Dungeon-y. Ooh. Hey. Hey. Hey, talk maybe you're into it. Maybe <laughs> maybe next week you'll be like, hey, wait, this both really worked for us. I feel like I would be the dominant in the relationship. You would. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick would wear the butt plug. Maybe that's why I didn't <laughs> like it. Derek, recently Derek and I were talking about something and, oh, Derek was like, what if I told you I wanted you to put a finger in my ass? And I was like. I mean, if you really wanted it, I would do it, I guess. I don't fucking know. And he was like, because we've had this conversation. I was like, do you want me to do butt stuff? Are we good? Like, and he's like, no, <laughs> no, 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 please don't. I have no desire to do that. And he was like, but if I knew it was really great, I might. I, 
Thank you. Later on. I have tried to convince Nick to do it because I've heard that it is really awesome for guys. And one time when we were drunk, I tried to do it and he did not stop me. But I was too drunk and I could not navigate my way to the place. the forest. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no. And he was like, I said, if I, but also, also. I just recently saw Derek's butthole for the first time in my life. And it wasn't it wasn't an accident on Derek's end, it was an accident on my end. I rounded a corner and he was just brown star out. Like just <laughs> If you could even see the brown the star forest. through the tarantula. I know, so, like, why are men's butts so hairy? Uh, I don't know. They weren't shamed into shaving the them like we fuck. were. Even if I didn't shave my butt, it would not be that hairy. I shave my butt about twice a year. Shave my butt. (laughs) (laughs) But no, so he's talking about this and he's like, what if I really wanted you to do that? And I was like, I mean, I I love you so much. If you needed that. I feel like you could get an instrument for that. It doesn't have to be a digit. Right. (laughs) And then it moved into that. And he was like, I was like, if you want to do butt stuff, we can do butt stuff to you, man. That's fine. I don't. Cool. And then he goes, nah, I'm not asking you to, like, peg me. And I was like, <laughs> he goes, because you'd get, like, a big blast black dick and just, like, go to town. I was like, absolutely I would. <laughs> that is what I'm interested in. Can we work towards that? Right, right. Because what are the I stepping stones here? Just, <laughs> you are my bitch. <laughs> like, I, that would feel so great. Yeah, if I have to be dominant, I'm at least, I'm destroying you. I'm yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit. A little bit. Your butthole, you're going to shit pancakes. Your butthole is not but, safe. Your butthole is not safe. <laughs> but yeah. Um, that was so. good. That was good. That was a deep dive down Kink Talk Lane. Yeah. And I feel like I had, I did, I do have some follow-up questions. Yes. About it, but we can save them for later. Okay. What is our next topic? Oh, God. Let's see. We talk- uh, what do you segue? What do you? Know. How do so, you segue right, yeah. from butthole stuff? <laughs> the butthole. It's not all about the butthole. The butthole pleasures. Had even like people that it's aren't stained like- balls. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> even Rusty people- trombone. <laughs> the dirty Sanchez. The dirty Sanchez. Uh, Cincinnati bow tie. <laughs> No. I'm looking it up. So, when Derek and I got a Google (laughs) I remember this vividly. It was probably one of the funniest things that Derek's ever done. So, he just kept asking them, what's a, like, what's a hot Carl? (laughs) 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 And Google would say it in her flat fucking voice. And I lived, it was the the best day of my life. Well, I'll tell you what. Cincinnati bow tie is first of all before I read this which I will we've (laughs) done a complete 180 from last week so I really apologize to the listeners who this might be a bonus episode yeah I don't know what this this might be a bonus episode like holy hell in a handbasket I don't think we can go from what my teenage (laughs) self should hear to kink talk and uh pegging our husbands (laughs) These are the deleted scenes. These are... Get it? Scenes? 
from Kink Talk. Yep, yep, scenes, yep, deleted scenes. Yep, we Derek, love you, BDSM community. Derek, just add this on. We'll we'll get our A game next week. This is a weird fucking week. We're in a pandemic, right? Don't fucking don't judge me right now. I can't handle it. No, we're not. There's no judgment. And also, and don't I, judge me for being vanilla. I've been working on my mental health issues for a long right? time. But also. Sometimes I just like being vanilla. Yeah, I'm sure. Doesn't mean I want a butt plug every time. Butt plug comes out like what, like five times a year? D. You think? Right now, obviously with a toddler and all these things. <laughs> well, you're about to throw your butt plug away once you hear what a Cincinnati bow tie is. Okay. It is when you reverse titty fuck a girl. So what does that mean? So. Regular titty fuck would be this way. So your 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 butthole's in her nose. So your balls and cock are upside down, and it looks like she is wearing a fleshy bow tie. It's called Cincinnati because they do everything backwards there. I mean, that's not the worst one. (laughs) My bitch was complaining all night because I kept ramming my anus into her nose. But dang, I was really in the mood for a Cincinnati bow tie. God damn. Rachel and I, I mean, this has been an ongoing thing, but something that you're going to learn more and more about us, we probably talked about it on the first episode, but we're very aligned with intuitive eating. If you are not familiar with intuitive eating, look it up. It will change Change your your life. life. Oh, jinx. You owe me a watermelon Derek, make a watermelon mark. Derek. So um, Rachel and I have been recently checking in with each other on this concept in intuitive eating called joyful movement. Mm. So in intuitive eating there, it's, it's anti-diet culture. The, um, authors, food is food. food is food. The authors who are registered dietitians wrote this, but I would swear to God, you would think that they were therapists. They help you understand how diet culture has played a role in your life and your relationship with food. They help you unlearn all of those patterns of behavior that have been ingrained in you growing up and help you reclaim your relationship with food, um, get back in tune with your internal hunger cues that have probably disappeared over time. And one really cool concept that they talk about is called joyful movement. So Rachel and I grew up with lots of patterns of disordered eating. We were both athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, so exercise is kind of a, almost a trigger word for us because it only it, it correlates to weight loss, getting the body that you want, toning, all those things where you're just like, I need to look like this. Yes. It's not a health benefit thing. It's actually like, how much can I hurt myself? Mm-hmm. Because that's the only way this is effective. Exactly. And when I hear something pop, then I'll stop. Mm-hmm. Ooh. When I can't, yeah, it's fucked up. No. When I can't get out of bed the next day, that's when I know I did it right. And yeah, if, if I, can I can't move, lift my arms over my shoulders, then... It was mm-hmm. a good fucking workout. If not, I didn't do enough, and I'm yeah. lazy. So m- movement itself, like exercise, has been something that's really touchy for us since we stopped doing competitive sports. So in intuitive eating, they talk about the concept of joyful movement, which is finding ways to move your body that feel good to you. Yes. Not just making yourself smaller, watching your calorie, how many calories you're burning. You ate a pizza last night, so you got to burn it off the next day. That's all fucked and abandoned ship. So we've been exploring joyful movement lately, and Rachel's had some success. Why don't you talk about that? Because that is really cool. Because so I am currently working with my therapist, and a part that came up in the past couple of weeks is I was like, 
I just miss, so being an athlete was such a big part of my life for so long. Like, I mean, grade school, or if you're an athlete, like that's bullshit. Like your mom's probably drinking wine on the sidelines. <laughs> like you hate your life. I mostly drew in dirt the entire time. But like when I got into high school, that's when all of that really hit. So, and also I am six two. Mm-hmm. I do not play basketball. I do not like basketball. I am not good at basketball. I don't like it. I'm good at volleyball. Don't ask her. Don't ask her if she played basketball. Don't ask me if I play basketball because I will say no and I will punch you right in the throat. <laughs> but um, no, so I guess my main thing was just like volleyball. I also rode horses. I still ride horses. And so that was a part of, but that's, no one fucking gets that. So I'm just going to move on. Um, so the main thing was, as I played volleyball and I trained really hard and Brooke was on all of my teams up until the death of volleyball for us. Mm-hmm. Um, rode in your, yeah. rode in your saddlebag, like a little, yeah, she was, she was my libero in, <laughs> in the, in the, the back row and she was my little, she was my fun, yeah, um, fun size, but yeah, so that was such a big part of my identity and I loved it so much. It wasn't even just my identity. I just, I loved playing. I loved being that competitive. Mm-hmm. I loved pushing myself to that. I, I loved it. I loved it, but my body hated it. Like I, my, I grew so fast that I had to go to the chiropractor all the time. I had to get things taped into place and it's terrible. But so I was just recently talking to my therapist about it and I was like, I just miss I miss being athletic and I was like, and I never would have thought that I would say that, but I miss being athletic. I miss like really liking what I was doing or what I was playing or what I was competing. I don't, I guess I don't fucking know, but, uh, being good at it. Yeah. You know, it's and not I just, just like the competition, even when we would just scrimmage or we would just, pass feel back good. And forth. Yeah. I don't know. There's gotta be a word for that. I it's just, know. there, it, for people that enjoy sports, it's spiritual almost. I love sports. Volleyball was really spiritual. It was a for high. For a while. I mean, it was a mm-hmm. high for me. Like when we would, when I would get like a really good kill or like an mm-hmm. awesome block, it was a fucking high. It's crazy too because some Big of us time. weren't even really close friends outside of volleyball, but when we were on the court and we it's, were killing it, it, I mean, we were very supportive of each other. Oh my God, yeah. And it was just nice to be able to be part of something. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing. That's probably it too. Yeah. But so I, um, and I kind of miss like the, the really like rigid trainings when you like really like push yourself and like getting through that wall kind of, but like in a different way than me doing PNDX before my wedding. Cause I want to fit into my dress and mm-hmm. I hate myself and my knees hurt and my back hurts and mm-hmm. things are popping. It was different. It was like, I'm going to get better because I'm doing this. Like I'm going to get better at my sport that and I love team, so much. The team is relying on me. We're all doing this it's together. It's just all together. All exactly. To get better for each other. But so, obviously, you take out the team in fucking anything that you do as an adult because no one as an adult, except if you play softball or maybe baseball or kickball or some shit, no one fucking plays sports as an adult widely known. Like, you can find a tiny little thing. And we're not not talking about sand volleyball here. No, we're not talking about beer volleyball. We're not talking – I'm talking about – 
bitches that used to play in high school like we did and we're just gonna fucking grind mm-hmm. we're doing it we're committed like the, the level of commitment yeah. i mean i'll have a cocktail or two oh <laughs> i mean yeah I mean, we don't have to take the cocktail but i don't want to but... play with stupid oh that's not nice i don't want to play with stupid people from high school that only put me on their team because they remembered that I was good for my school mm-hmm. and they used to make fun of me, but no, you, you know. can say it, call yeah. it what it is. It is. No. And I want to play indoors. Get me away from the sand. Yeah. I want to go back to the court. I want a women's net uh-huh. on the court with other women. Yes. I don't want a co-ed team because it is totally different playing I've with men. I've never thought about it like that, but absolutely. It's different. It's different because like, I'm sorry, the net height is different. The movement's different. Like they can hit so much harder than us. It's just, they're, the athlete is is different mm-hmm. between men and women for volleyball, mm-hmm. period. But so, going back. I also hate men. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going back Just to jo- joyful movement. Yeah, yeah. I uh, have been walking more and really enjoying that. Just putting on like just just disgusting murders. <laughs> In my podcast and then walking it out with my dog, like just by myself. (laughs) Derek put our kid to bed. Derek is sitting at home and I am just walking it out with Harvey to grisly fucking murders. And shout out crime junkie. I love crime junkie, but they, and they fuel every, every single inch of my hard on for crime podcast. <laughs> so Rachel, Love them. can you talk more about what you've noticed is different in how you feel when you've connected with joyful movement versus P90X before your wedding to try to fit in your dress? Yeah. So like what's the Because difference? it's very much a Venn diagram. Like things overlap mm-hmm. and it feels like I'm like, oh, am I doing this because I want to be a certain size or I want my body to look a certain way or like I'm going to burn this calorie or like this – this will be useless walking. Mm -hmm. So one of the times where I had an aha moment is I was walking and I was like, you know what sounds good? Just like burning energy and running. I just want to run for a little bit. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to run for 30 seconds or I'm going to run for, no, what did I do? Fuck. I was like, can I even run for two minutes? (laughs) That's what it was. I was like, do you think I could run for two minutes? What does two minutes look like? Is that a quarter of a mile? No, that's not a quarter of a mile. And I was like, oh, I'm going to jog. Like, it's going to be a, a nice, like, lackadaisical thing. I just want to be in – and when I stop enjoying running, I'm going to stop. And so I ran, and I was like, let me let me see if I can push myself for two minutes. That's what it was. And I was like, okay. And I did that, and I was like, okay, that was hard. <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't want that to be hard for me because I feel like for health reasons, I want to be able to run for two minutes. <laughs> And then, and then be okay afterward, mm-hmm. and my heart rate not be through the goddamn roof. Mm-hmm. Because also heart disease runs in my family, um, but so I did that. I would walk for a while until I felt okay, and then I would run for two minutes, and I'd walk until I felt okay, and my heart rate was down, and I would run more. And I was like, I'm gonna run to that lamp post. And I would do that. And then I was like, there was one time where I was like, I'm going to run all the way to the street where I turned back to my house. And I realized probably three quarters of the way through, I was like, oh, fuck. I underestimated this. (laughs) I forgot there was this whole stretch that I had completely deleted in my mind. Um, 
no, I'm going to be done here and I'm not going to run for the rest of the time because I, my body is starting to shake. Yep. My body is starting to say, I did a lot today and I'm not going to do it. And I like, for a second, I was like, I feel shitty. Like, I just want to end on a good note. And I was like, no, this is a good note. Like, that was Think my turning everything point. everything you just did. That was my turning point. I was like, this was a good, this was a good note because mm-hmm. I ran when I'm normally used to just walking. I listened to my body. My yeah. body was calling my body was me like, to Please. jog in this moment. Yeah. I jogged until my body was done jogging and I didn't fucking shame myself about it. Exactly. And that's where I was just like, I'm not going to do this. Because I won't ever want to do it again. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Unless I hate myself. Right. And that's the thing. And I was like, I feel like my body was at like 60% tiredness when I would usually push my body to 95 to 110% where mm-hmm. I like was hurting myself. And I don't fucking care what people say about like pushing through the pain. No. 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 Listen. Also, that's not me. Also, right. that's not me. Like, I don't care if that's you and that's what you want to do with your life. That's fine. Like, go fucking. I'm so sorry go for you. watch Jillian Michaels. I don't know and who get off hurt you. Podcast. Right. Yeah. We're not here for it. We are not here for it. No, I don't hate myself enough to do that anymore. And yes, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> for me, when I listen to Rachel talk about running, it makes me want to crawl into a hole. And that is because my body isn't called to do that. Yeah. For me, something that I found that was that I really connected with recently, well, not recently anymore. It was before COVID. I actually joined a gym, <sighs> which was really hard for me. But I found a gym that had a pool, and I noticed that I really liked to swim laps. And it wasn't anything insane. And that made me want to crawl into a hole <laughs> when I was like, oh, you're sitting in like a hot sweat room and swimming laps and doing all these things. I was like, going to a gym makes me want to kill myself. And I don't know if this is gross or not, but I, I love the smell of a chlorine pool. I, no, it's nostalgic. I, you were yeah. also a swimmer. Yeah, I was a swimmer for a while. and But, but getting in that pool... You know, there are times where I would just walk the length of the pool. I would I would swim freestyle when I wanted to. I would, like, yeah. go hard when I wanted to. And then I would get out and sit in the sauna for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. And that's where I really came alive because that was just – that was so relaxing to me. Mm. And I found that, oh, hey, a world is possible where I can go to the gym and not, you know, push myself on the treadmill for an hour and a half. Yeah. And then go do weight training and then, you know, reward, quote unquote, oh my reward God. myself with time in the sauna. There were times when I would just go to the gym and just kind of walk around, go into the locker room, not feel it and go sit in the sauna. Yeah. And that's okay. That's but it's how you so hard to switch to that mm-hmm. where you like, I still, there are times where like, this is okay. And I was like, but that's pretty lame. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, but it's. What you wanted to do today. Right. Imagine giving your body permission to do what it wants to do and enjoy it. Period. It's bizarre. I think that I also have a very large portion of my dad in me where he's always looking for the next best thing. Like, this is going to, this is going to fix it. This is going to change it and whatever. And like, he is the same way with this. And it's like zero to 60. I'm going to start on Monday and I'm going to hit it. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of how I grew up. And I don't like my mom never did that shit. Never did that shit. Mm -hmm. No. I mean, she more like was like a calorie counter, but, uh, it was my dad that was like, and he was the really athletic one out of both of my parents. And so I see that coming from him and 
they didn't push me to do like my dad was huge into basketball. None of his kids were none <laughs> zero. We were actually like actually never never talk about basketball around us because we hate it so much. And he was wonderful about it, but he loved when we were athletic and basically when we pained ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and which isn't fucking cool. No. But I just, but there are certain parts of that that I miss. I miss pushing my body mm-hmm. past a certain point of like, I guess it's the, it's, it's the release afterward, mm-hmm. the, uh, not adrenaline rush. What am I trying to say? What? Endorphins. Endorphins. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's well, like that kind like- of thing. I miss, I miss that. I miss hitting it really hard and then going like, oh, I feel very accomplished without hurting myself. Right. I miss that. I do. That's what I liked about being an athlete. And maybe that's something I still need to work through. But like. Well, I think that the, the, the difference is that you're not having someone tell you that you didn't do enough. Yeah. You know, and that was, we got that sometimes with volleyball. Yeah. Where we would end a circuit training or a scrimmage and we would feel really connected and together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're all kind of hurting, but we're doing it for the love yeah, like of the game. We just did a good thing and we're just, we just like moved a notch up or like mm-hmm. moved forward. But or then whatever. it would be different if, you know, our coach felt like we didn't push hard enough and fuck you for telling me how hard I'm working by yeah. the way. But that's a whole nother story. Yes. I'm ready to tell you about the thing that I was going to tell you about with joyful movement. My idea that I had. Okay. So I had this idea because I'm trying to figure out a way for Rachel and I to make, you know, a living together so we can be together every day. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> so one of my ideas was to have a joyful movement studio. Love that. Continue. So at the gym. Is this that part I, of our like built. Yes. Our built. It's the whole our, thing. Our, so this has become like a an office building. You're entering in yes, you're entering into a part where if you steal my idea, I will find you. Yes. So Rachel it's all recorded. Ra- yeah, it's all recorded. This is August twenty seventh, twenty twenty. Apparently the day that we're supposed to enter the fifth dimension. Did you guys fall into the fifth dimension TikTok? No. Me either. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> we can go back there in a second. Um but I was like, how it would be so great to kind of spread the word about joyful movement and help people find that part of themselves yeah. again. So in our facility, Rachel and I will have um, a cat sanctuary, yes. a private practice where we do individual therapy, mm-hmm. and also a space where we record our podcast. Yes, I have also now just added a studio space where we do joyful movement uh, classes. Classes, yeah. yeah. So the very first idea that I had was dance therapy. Yes. yes. Where we have topics. So maybe they come in for like 90s girl music and we've got, you know, Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper is the 90s. Is she the 80s? Doesn't matter. But you get what I'm oh, saying. That's more 80s, but yeah. So yeah. we've got Spice Girls, we've got, you know, all the 90s and we just blare them and we've got the music videos playing on the walls and everybody's just jamming and we're dancing and together. And can like dress up to how yeah, they feel. You can dress up. Makes, makes them feel good about the 90s. And we're just, you know, women, <sighs> men too, you know, if men want to come and and if they're cool with the topic and what we're doing. Yeah, if, the, if it and interests them. And we're all them. just jamming together and jumping up and down and there's no rhyme or reason and no. you're moving your body. That is fucking joyful movement right yeah. there. 
It's not, oh, and don't forget to turn to the side and do 10 reps on the right and then another 10 on the left and you're not done. Fuck you. I'm going to dance the wannabe until my pants fall off. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things. Sometimes when I move with Leo, I pant harder than I do (laughs) when I run. Why, uh, and I'm chasing him, and I'm just like, God damn. He stayed the night at my house last weekend, and we ran in the yard so much, and it was definitely joyful movement. Yeah, it is. And you just forget about that mm-hmm. shit because you don't hate yourself during it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so that is one of my ideas. So we'll have dance therapy, and we can do, uh, like, EDM music, we can do disco day where we do We can just figure out what everyone wants. So we can just do everyone has mm-hmm. a slice of the pie. Absolutely. Everyone has a slice of the pie. Okay, so I've got two more. Okay. Scream therapy. <laughs> everyone needs to scream or everyone needs to release their scream <laughs> release their st- Have you guys not heard this? What is it? Fuck you guys. Everyone on, needs to on. scream. Everyone needs to release their steam. Everyone needs to scream. Ah! And then and then each person tries screaming. No, am I the only person I, that's seen why this? Why do I know this? Is this a TikTok? I think it's everyone. It, needs it was to like release one family steam. where they. It was the beginning of the pandemic, and they were like, they would all go outside, and this mom and dad would go. Everyone needs to release their steam. Everyone needs to scream, and then they would point to a kid, and they go. And the kid would scream, and then, and, and I mean, it was like the guttural screams uh-huh. where, like, you bursted a blood vessel, and all these people would scream. You guys haven't. I know, I know what you're so talking about. Funny. I just it was forgot. And maybe so that's where I channeled funny. it or something, because that sounds really familiar, and that's what we would do. It'd be a safe place, and everyone would yelling. have headphones. Yeah. So when it wasn't your turn you could take your headphones off if it was your turn but if you are tone sensitive like myself (laughs) well you could also turn it down or whatever yeah and you know you you could jump in a circle and then it's everyone's turn and they just scream and uh it's just like a safe space whatever the fuck you're not gonna you're not gonna be judged for being belligerent and that is cathartic baby that's joyful movement you get it out you get it out get the poison out all right Third class. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) The third class is where we break shit. You know how I feel about this. I know. It's a rage room. It's a rage room. It is a rage room. It's a rage room. (laughs) Should we start going to uh, garage sales Uh now to get the china to break with the bat? Yes. Okay. Okay. Derek, have you heard of rage room? So we set up. So if you haven't heard of a rage room, it is a space where you can pay and go into a room with goggles and headphones and a sledgehammer or and a you bat just or swing you just break and you break shit. shit. They have china. They have china cabinets. They have TVs. They have coffee tables. They have just an yeah, array it's of shit. Yeah, electronics or it's just fucking anything that will smash mm-hmm. and break and split into a billion pieces. And you just get to get the lead out, baby. You go in there and you just swing and swing and swing. And how awesome would it be to not only get to do that yourself, to, but to be in a small group and have people cheering you on harder. To break shit. The, the more you wreck it, the harder they cheer, and then you get to cheer other people on and build them up. But then the other thing is... You get to just walk away from the mess. Uh-huh. You just, that's the, that's the main drive for me is I could break shit now, but then I have to deal with it. I break shit there 
And then I walk away and someone else sweeps all the shit up. Mm-hmm. So that's the gist of our joyful movement studio that we're now adding to our building, which is crazy cat counselors. <laughs> Copyright. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> don't fucking steal it. I'll sue Please you Please don't steal it. Please don't do that. I have lawyer friends. Do we have lawyer friends? Yeah. so that yeah that's it that's what i wanted to tell you about joyful movement very happy about that yeah i'm like the most jazzed about the rage room can you tell because i'm just like like your feet are moving my god i'm so excited because i harbor so much anger Mm -hmm. all my shit turns into anger Mm -hmm. that is my secondary response and and you know it is there's something about doing something that is so ingrained in you not to do. Yeah, I think that's probably it. All three of those things. Think about it. Moving your body in a silly way as an adult and just like doing what feels good to you. Yeah. Screaming. <laughs> you never get to scream. You anymore. never get to scream. Love you don't get screaming. to scream when you're a kid. You get yelled at. It's like I'm screaming. You're screaming. Now we're all screaming. And then everyone thinks no you're just mad cream. when you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then no, everyone thinks you're fucking nuts when you're mm-hmm. a loud person as an adult mm-hmm. and they tell you to quiet down. Mm-hmm. You're, Guess you're, what? I can't. Yeah. This is my volume. Exactly. Exactly. You're not going to be too loud. You're not going to be too loud here in our crazy cat me. counselor studio. Yes. And you get to break shit, which you've been in conditioned shit. not to break do. Break shit! I love breaking shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't because then I either have to pay for the replacement or clean it up or deal with stepping on glass for the next like twelve years. But you know, it's the dream, and that's only three ideas. I just <sighs> feel like people are people are so caught up in oh well. I, I have to go to the gym and figure out how to make that joyful. And if you can do that, that's great. Yeah. Or, well, I guess I could go for a walk. I talk to so many clients that are, that are like, I guess I could walk around my neighborhood and not everyone connects with walking. I don't personally like going on walks unless there is something very specific for me to look at. Like I like looking at apartment pools in apartment complexes. (laughs) Sue me. I don't fucking know. That's really fucking weird. I know. I, if you were to say, Hey, Hey, Rachel, I will give you $5,000 if you tell me what the one thing that I am interested in when I walk, what that is. I would never say apartment pools. Like, I, they're 0% chance. When we lived in Valley Park, we lived close to four consecutive apartment complexes. Yes. And we would walk by them, and I would make Nick walk through the apartment complex and through the pool why just check out the pool because i like the smell i like looking at any sort of body of water and pools in the evening are relaxing to me you hoe okay i'm burying my soul and you're laughing at me i'm so surprised that between the valley park house and now i've never heard this it's probably something that i bring up at least once a week if we walk cookie i'm just like oh i miss valley park Oh, this is so boring. I think I'm going to turn around. Oh, no. Our neighborhood's boring. That. There's nothing to look at. What do I like to look at? I like to look at houses, so that's what's easy for me. But I've I, seen them all. I want to change it up. Yes. I've seen them all. They yeah. all look the same. Yeah. 
Especially my neighborhood, they all look the same. Yeah. They're all little brick cottage city houses. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. All in a row. Yeah. So, anywho. That was a good one. Joyful movement, guys. I love joyful movement. Look it up. Get some joy in your life. Get some joy in your movement. Yeah, it's just what started me on the, like, I don't have to kill myself Mm -hmm. for my body to feel good about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is the most bizarre thing to say. I don't have to suffer yeah. to get ahead. And that's, I mean, we could talk, we'll get into grind culture and how much I hate grind culture um, and, and all that stuff. But that is just, it's not even something that's just an exercise. It's if you're not suffering, if you're not in pain, if you're not tired, if you don't have headaches, if you're not overworking, then you're not succeeding. And it's just not true. Like, and that's the thing. I just like my body feels so good that day. And even like the next day sometimes where I'm just like, Oh, it just feels good. It feels good. It feels moved. It feels like, mm-hmm. like I've like worked things in the right areas, not even like target areas or anything like that. It's just like I walked or I, and it, I, okay. Yeah. All it is is walking. I'm just like, I just feel like my body is like standing up straighter or things well, just you, feel You're taking better. care of your yeah. body and not just like, Jillian Michaels, the smaller you are and the harder your muscles are, the healthier you're going to be. It's you nurturing yourself, actually looking at your body as like this tender being that That's doing something great for you. Yeah, and it deserves to be taken care of. It's carrying you along. Your body likes to move, even if you don't after, even if it seems, you know, unappealing to you after a long day of work, your body likes that. And so you're taking care of your body. That yeah. does so much for you every day, and it's just a really nice feeling. Exactly. Times a thousand. Yep. Do we have any snacks? Uh, I have cheese puffs. Like Leo or cheese puffs or like actual cheese puffs? Cheese puffs, like real ones. I have the Cheetos ones and the um, Annie's bunny ones. Oh. So there's a gasoline in here for a second. Eric, you fart. 